0: It's time for Coffee and Company, fueled by Thorntons, on Sports Talk 790. Now here's Nick Coffee. All right, 5 o'clock on a Friday here as we uh, get you set for the weekend. One more hour to go, at least for us. Maybe some of you have already started your weekend. If that's the case, salute. It is Coffee & Company. Again, we are fueled by Thornton's. Make sure you become a member of the Refreshing Awards program if you haven't already because you could put $5,000 in your pocket. In fact, you may be able to put $25,000 in your pocket here because that's what they're doing. They're hooking many, many of their members up here with uh, five grand each week. It's a weekly giveaway. And then $25,000 is the grand prize they're going to be giving away uh, after the new year. All you have to do is sign up, open up the app. I mean, download the app sign up for free and then you'll see the uh the holiday giveaway right there on the app click on it that gets you entered to win and then there's certain items that you can purchase and each time you purchase them it is another entry so it's not much work at all and this time of year with the holiday season coming up who couldn't use 5 grand i mean everything is insanely expensive uh it's it, you know, I, as we've discussed over the years on this show, and especially recently, like i'm 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 a child when it comes to, you know like finances. it's the more I give it thought, the more I you know hear myself, like I realize like I should probably not to say that often like I do because it you know, it's not a good look. But then again, you know, if there's anything you you should know about me is i'm 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 an open book. I'm pretty transparent. But, like, I'm to the point now where I'm just looking. It's like I'm, I'm going and grabbing, okay, the wife sent me here to get these three items to make sure we have what we need for dinner or the kids need milk or the kids need, you know, my daughter needs a Lunchable for, for school the next day. I mean, I'm getting there. I'm swiping it in the use scan and I'm looking at the price, and I'm like, What? Did, did something ring up wrong? It's just crazy, and this isn't like a political statement by any means. I'm sure politics are certainly involved, and when people talk about inflation, I know that politics is the first thing that comes to mind for some folks. But you know, a dumbass like me, just not really paying attention to that stuff. Like it's, I mean, I don't go to the you know fast food places often just because I don't. But even even I mean that that's where it actually really stood out to me for the first time. and I'm like, what what did we get? It, it, we went to dinner. On uh, I believe it was Wednesday with my with my, my my family, my wife and my two kids, and then my sister. She met us and uh, we had a good dinner at a, at a local Mexican restaurant. And uh, we were just you know again they're talking like grown ups. I'm just you know the kid on my phone, um, you know doing my own thing because I don't I'm not involved in our our finances and my family. But you could make the case that you may actually if you if you're smart about it and you don't drink alcohol, you may be better off eating out every day than going to the grocery. Like, I'm sure you can do both, and there'll be examples of what is more expensive that's different. But think about it. Like, if you ate fast food just yourself, which isn't relatable to me. You know, I've got kids to feed that kind of stuff. But I say that kind of stuff like it's some burden. I have lovely children that I love, and I love taking care of them. But my point is, like, I don't think that's crazy at all. Like, if you're out there and you're a single person and you live alone – And you've just decided to hell with these groceries. Like, I'm going to get some essentials that I have to have, you know, just that you would want to have around, like drinks and stuff to eat, maybe some snacks. But, like, for meals, you may be better off doing a value menu every day at a fast food place. Now, that would not be healthy, and you may become a miserable person. But, like, from a financial standpoint, it may not be a bad idea. I mean, it's crazy. So that's a long-winded way of me telling you, Become a member of the refreshing awards program and you could put five grand, maybe twenty-five grand in your pocket, and you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be in fact you may just want to save it with inflation going on. That may be the right thing to do because it's just crazy. Like I don't know how people out there are are comfortably living, unless of course you're just in a different tax bracket and you are 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 savvy with money and you make a lot of it. And if that's you, shout out to you. That's great. But I know a lot of folks who I feel like have pretty good careers and good gigs that are college educated that if they don't have somewhat of a side hustle they're they're struggling man and it's just uh it sucks it does so that's one of those things though that John makes me at least be able to appreciate more of the fact that I'm just in the dark on everything, right? Like again, I've got this plastic debit card. I use it when I need it and it works and that's what I know about our finances and that's, you and it know, blows my mind every time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad actually. It's sad that that's 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 me, but uh, you know, it's me. All right. So we've been uh, busy throughout the first couple of hours today as uh, Louisville football, obviously there's they are you know, it's not the regular season. The regular season came to an end with the loss to Kentucky, but you know, they're in bowl prep mode now. In fact, that's probably a lie. They're getting, you know, the bowl game is the next game, and I know they're uh, looking forward to trying to f- end this season with one more win to finish with an 11-3 and record. But the staff, I think, is all in on the portal right now, and that's their big priority in the recruiting class, and that's probably every coach in the country. But um, when it comes to the players, they're probably getting a little bit of rest just just getting ready. And we did play some sound for you earlier. That was Jeff talking about, you know, the season as a whole assessing some things. And I thought he did a really good job of balancing, meaning I think they're pretty pleased with the way things went overall. But, you know, he went out of his way to talk about how, you know, the last couple of weeks were not something that he enjoyed and, um, you know, talked about his players working hard and playing hard. And, you know, the staff's got to do a better job to put them in a better position to win. And it's just accountability. It's something that Jeff's always been, it's always been a part of his brand. And, you know, I, i went on a little bit of a of a a, i guess i wouldn't call it a rant but when it comes to coaches at any level any sport they have two things in common meaning the ones that are good like that that are believed to be really good and, and and you know are good the first thing is they win they win at a high level and that that is the that's the most important thing but i don't think you can do that if you don't have this and that's good leadership leadership qualities being a good leader and I think Jeff is exactly that, and it stands out a lot in his press conferences. He's not somebody that's going to have you on the edge of your seat when you watch him at a presser because it's just not him. It's not his personality. I don't want to call him a boring guy, but you know he is. You know what you see is what you get. He's not. He's not using his opportunities in front of a microphone and a camera to send a message or to be flashy or get attention with a quote that's going to you know lead to college football writers talking about. And that's just not who he is. Um, but. The more I hear him, the more I am convinced that he can continue to be a coach that gets these kind of results that we just had this year, and he's going to be just fine. Which that's a no brainer. I don't think anybody would be, dis- I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But he is a fan. I mean, he nobody can connect with us like him because he's one of us, and that's what I was trying to articulate earlier in saying that you could have the unlimited amount of money to go after any coach, but they wouldn't be able to check the box that Jeff does because of that that component. And him being here and having success, it's just been a real reminder of that. I will stand corrected. I think fit matters, and I've always felt like fit was, was a factor, but I always thought it was really overrated. And maybe, and I actually think I have some results that'll tell you that. Like Bobby Petrino, who, who could relate to that guy? I mean, he's a robot. Rick Pitino, not a robot but a larger-than-life person who has the biggest ego maybe on planet Earth and is the most unrelatable human that I can think of that has ever been a part of anything in regards to U of L Athletics. I mean, Rick is, I mean, seems like he's changed a little bit, but you know what I mean. But they won at a high level, something that mattered. You know what I mean? So, Jeff's winning at a high level, and he has that component that you just can't get with anybody else, and that's not a knock on them. That's not even a, that's not a, uh, a thing that Jeff has mastered that no other coach can—it's none of that. It's just the situation. He's—he's he's Louisville, and that's why he would come home and leave the Big Ten after playing in the Big Ten championship game to go to the ACC. So, I'm over the moon about where Louisville football is right now, and I'm um, looking forward to this game against USC. They're going to play to win. Like, there's not going to be a let's just throw some guys out there to see what we have and not care about the score. Jeff's a competitor. And most coaches are. He's going to try to win, but he did mention that uh, there's going to be maybe be there. There will maybe be some chan- some chances to see some young guys that didn't play a whole lot this year that will get some reps, and I'm excited to see that. Also, uh, he did talk about two guys. No, no he said nobody has, has actually opted out of the bowl game, but I think it's Juar Jordan and Jamari Thrash that at this point are sort of game time decisions, which. That could be due to their situation. And if it is, I totally understand. They did you know, both guys have been injured, so that's not they're not just using the injury to say that they don't want to play because of their potential NFL future. But um, you know, if they don't play, I think we would all understand. And I think even if Jawar Jordan didn't play, I don't know if that would be the direct sign that he's not coming back. Now, I'm not telling you that he is coming back, but let's be real, the guy they just landed in the quarter in the portal, Tyler Shuck, was his high school teammate, and Jawar Jordan I love him. One of the better running backs we've had in a long time here. Would love to have him back. I think he's great. But I'm not sure if he's getting drafted because that's just what the running back position is now. So it sounds crazy for a guy to come back and be 25 going on 26. But why not? Why not? Now, if he wanted to leave and just say, look, I don't know if I'm going to make it in the NFL, but I'm going to damn sure give it a shot. Let's do it now. Like, then you we would all understand. But, you know, no opt-outs just yet for those that have been asking. Doesn't mean there won't be any, but at this point, nobody has come to Jeff Brom and said, "Look, I'm, um, I'm just gonna not play and move on and go sign with an agent." And you know, a lot of guys at this point, when they do start training for the NFL, they'll go move somewhere for three months and just live at a facility where they're doing nothing but getting ready for the NFL draft. And if anybody did decide to do that, I would totally understand. But I think Louisville's in a spot this year where they've got guys that are NFL prospects. Like for example, Ashton Gelati. I mean, I. I would love for him to come back, but if he didn't, I mean, it would totally be understandable. He's an all-American. He's a guy that I think will will get even more draft buzz once he does, you know, what they do with the combine that kind of stuff. I mean, he's just an athletic star. I mean, he's really, really, really talented, and um, you know, he'll 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 excel in those workouts and whatnot. So, I wouldn't be shocked if we. In fact, I will tell you, I would imagine by the time this thing kicks off in San Diego later this month, I think they'll be. A player or two that has just decided, you know, they know they're moving on and they are going to go ahead and just move on, essentially. Like Cameron Kelly, I guess, had a year of eligibility left. He's the transfer from Carolina, who was one of the defensive backs this year. His role became much bigger later on in the year, but he put out the announcement, which I think is kind of rare that he's going ahead and saying that he's not going to, or he's going, he's not coming back, but he is going to play in the bowl game. And Jeff talked about this earlier, too, in mentioning that, you know, putting the more chance you have to put good stuff on film. Like if you don't have enough film that you feel like really shows what you can do, this gives you a chance to go get more film. So, you know, why not do it now? I know the thought of getting hurt is out there, but you know, you can get hurt working out. You can can get hurt training. So, um, we'll see. But another local uh, player that has decided to do the same thing. Ray Davis is not going to be coming back to Kentucky, but he did say he's going to play in the bowl game against Clemson, which I've already forgot what bowl that is. I know it's in Jacksonville. Is that the Tax Slayer Bowl? Yeah, the, the TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl, Okay, Yeah, that's a fun name. Uh, Clemson's going to have, like, nobody playing, so we'll see how that goes. Now, I mentioned yesterday on the Kentucky side when it comes to the quarterback position, they've had so many guys enter the portal that there was only a walk-on left to play in this bowl game. However, there is a quarterback named Deuce Hogan who was an Iowa transfer, and if there's been an update, I haven't seen it, but he initially had tweeted that he was going to be leaving, but then he quickly deleted it, which, if I'm that guy, look, no, I mean, I may hit the... Actually, I don't know what the window of time is. Maybe I can look into that, but why not say, look, they got nobody else. I'm going to at least play in this game. Maybe i ball out, and then they want me, and I'll tell them to kick rocks, and I'm going to transfer because they went and got this, you know, Vandegrift guy. So this is this is the new norm of college football and bowl games and that is the when you get here you got to figure out who's playing and it's just it, what makes it I think even more unusual is that coaches are not prioritizing the game right now. And that just sounds crazy because the thought of Louisville playing USC in a bowl game in you know a previous life would be huge. That's a big brand. You can get another win well, now you've got the portal and these bowl games each year seem less meaningful and they're labeled now by a lot of folks, understandably so, as glorified exhibitions. So coaches should not be prioritizing the game right now. It should be about going in the portal and making sure, you know, you're not losing more than you are bringing in. Or, you know, it probably shouldn't even be like, hey, let's just make sure we not, let's just make sure we don't lose a bunch of dudes. Let's make sure we go out there and get guys that can help us. So College football's changed a whole lot. There's no doubt about that. All right, we have talked some Louisville basketball too, and um, I, I don't want to go down that same path. We just were, went down at the end of the um, at the end of the hour there, in the four o'clock hour. You know, but Louisville has a game tomorrow against DePaul, and and uh, we've talked, I mean, about that game and how it, in my opinion, is a game that there's zero excuse you should ever lose because of how bad DePaul is. And Louisville, I mean, I'm willing to acknowledge that they are, in fact a better team than they were a year ago, but I don't think it's by much. And I still think, despite them having four wins compared to what they had at the end of last year being four wins, you know, the eyeballs tell us a lot more than the record does. And that's just kind of where we are. And if they win tomorrow and they win big, it's unfair to Kenny. Actually, I don't think it's unfair. It's just, it's just the reality of the situation. That's kind of what you're supposed to do. Now, it would be his first ever road win, so I don't know, maybe they throw Gatorade on him in the locker room, which that'd be a real social media nightmare if they posted something like that but if they did I wouldn't be surprised just because again nothing surprises me right now when it comes to Louisville basketball but real quick I know we got to get to a break in just a minute but I do want to play this Kenny Payne sound for you because this I, I mean I, I can't even act as if you know I, I don't I don't I, I don't even know what the criticism is here because the situation's just odd but maybe there is deep down a reason for the situation being what it is but Karan Davis, I mean, he was already a huge mystery whenever he was being recruited because he didn't have, there was no knowledge of his existence on the internet other than, you know, seeing him on his roster at a JUCO. No rivals, 24-7, ESPN on three. Nobody had a profile of him. Nobody had a write-up on his recruitment or anything. Now, we did later confirm he is a real human. He does exist, and he showed up here. He got to Louisville and and is, and is here and was practicing, and then all of a sudden... He's not been with the team in practices from what I've seen. And he's not been on the bench. And nobody knows what's going on. And then Kenny Payne has only told us that you know he loves Karan and he's not in trouble and he's still with the team, but yet he's not on the bench, not practicing. And then he was at the game the other day against Bellerman in street clothes, not on the bench, not behind the bench, but just in the stands, which is just odd. It's just unusual for any basketball program to have that scenario happen. And I'm just going to assume... That there's a reason they're not telling us anything, not because they just want to be secretive, but maybe we'll find out down the line that, okay, this makes sense now. And it's not that I think he's like, you know, about to be arrested for something crazy. I, I just, my gut tells me, and it's just a guess. And maybe, you know, I don't think I'm spreading rumors. I'm just telling you what I'm guessing here. And people are going to guess and make assumptions when there's no transparency at all to the situation. But I just assume that he, he wants to leave and he's going to leave and he's just waiting for the opportunity to do that. And I guess it wouldn't matter. Meaning, like, he could play this year and he could still transfer because, again, he's a one-time transfer. But I think he's just on his way out and he's just hanging out still. But that's my, again, that's just what I'm running with because I have no other, you know, I've no, we don't really have any context. But Kenny was asked about Karan, and this is what he had to say. It, it seemed like Karan Quran Davis um, was at the game. Um, he was just, uh, he was just um, up in the stands. He was uh, making the rounds on social media. Um, did you let him go to that game? I, about. I have nothing to say about Karan Davis. Karan Davis is not in trouble. Um, I didn't know he was at the game, uh, but if he was, that's fine with me. Um, he's a part of this team right now. All right. Oh, are, I mean, are you a part of the team, though, if you're not with – I mean, what – am I a part of the team too, Kenny? I feel I like mean, him saying right now means he's going through that process of finding a way to get out that you mentioned. It's kind it, of a way to beat around the bush a little bit. No, his direct and I think, you know, the body language, I mean, he he instantly responded with, I have nothing to say about Quran. Quran's not in trouble. I have no problem. Like, to me, there's a reason. We just don't know what it is. And I'm just going to assume it's because of privacy and because of, you know, But the more it stays private, the more people are going to assume it's juicy and it's salacious, and I I just don't believe that that's the case because of the actions of everybody involved here. It's kind of just like, well, he's around, but yeah, he's not with us. I mean, it could even be an eligibility thing, but I feel like they would have known his eligibility status long before, like recently. And here's what sucks, is that his, his absence and his, you know, situation currently, that all came about after the crazy rumor. Which I don't believe there's any ounce of truth to the whole thing of him and Kenny Payne getting in a fistfight and the campus security guards getting involved. Like, I don't believe that at all, but people are going to believe it whenever this is how it's playing out. And I, I, I mean, it's just odd. It's un, it's unusual. It's, it's, it's laughable. It's unfortunate, but I, I don't really know who to point a finger to and blame because again. I just my gut tells me that there's a real reason and it'll make sense to us but we just can't have that information yet as to why I don't know. But they play to Paul tomorrow and we'll see what happens. I'm not rooting for this to happen. But cuz it'll make my life it'll make my day a lot easier tomorrow if they just go in there and kill him. But if they lose somehow then I mean it'll I think it'll be the I think it'll be, like, the, the the ultimate, like, meltdown, like a meltdown that's different than the other meltdowns we've had. But I could be wrong. Maybe people are checked out and they'll just say, hey, it's another one of the, oh, loss number 33, cool. Call me when we have a new coach. I think there's some people that have that mindset. All right, quick break. We'll come back on the other side and, uh, and well, not rapid. I hope we got, more time. we got more time than I realized. We'll finish strong here. It's Coffee & Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffey on Sports Talk 790. So the holiday season is uh, one where a lot of folks travel. In fact, I'm not—I don't think it's travel, but Christmas time is just busier outside. Yesterday on the way home, and then just today being out and about, my wife just texted me like, "There's no wrecks that I'm—I'm I'm sure there are wrecks out there, but like, why are so many people out? Is it Christmas shopping? Is it Christmas festivities? Like, I don't know if like a Thursday night, like last night, is a night where everybody's left the house and they're out." you know, shopping for Christmas. or Most people don't even go shopping for Christmas. They buy it online. But it just seems like traffic's crazy, things are busy, and I don't know, maybe it is travel. But nonetheless, if you are traveling and you don't want to pay an insane amount of money for airline tickets because we all know that's expensive as it is, and then you include the holiday travel, and it's even more expensive. So um, there's a way to get to where you want to get to more affordably, much more comfortably, without, you know a ton of issues. And without you putting it in the hands of the airlines and the airports, because we all know you have no control when it comes to that. So long story short, whatever you have in mind for travel, if it's holiday, if it's next year, whatever, just know that uh, airline is not always you know, the only option you have. And if you have a vehicle, but you don't want to drive because it's too far and you don't trust your vehicle to go the distance, well, reach out to my friends at Cook and Reeves Vans Rentals, because uh, they have top of the line and i mean luxury vans that you can rent that will make your trip much more comfortable we're talking seven to nine passenger 12 to 15 passenger if you're taking a really big group uh you make the reservation online and you guarantee you are guaranteed by the way that it's there right there's no scenario where you missed your flight you're connecting flight, so the the specific vehicle that you rented is gone because the rental place at the airport they gave it to somebody else you don't have to worry about that at uh, Cook & Reeves Vans. So give them a call, 502-447-8255. Check them out online, cookandreevesvans.com. And when I say top of the line, I mean top of the line. We're talking all leather seats, raised roof. They've got USB chargers in each seat, 29-inch flat-screen TVs within these luxury vans. So you're riding in style. You're riding comfortably, and uh, that's the way to go. So, again, it's Cook & Reeves Vans, 502-447-8255, cookandreevesvans.com is the website. All right, so... Let's see here. Let's go to the text line. 502-653-0790 is the number if you guys want to jump in and join us on the text line. This says, Nick, do you think that Tyler Shuck has an arrangement to where he is guaranteed the starting spot? I don't think that. I don't know for sure. We've talked about that earlier. Uh, Shuck's situation is different. I'm not going to act like NIL wasn't a part of his deal um, because I'm sure he had other options. And If you're a quarterback in the portal and you have started and you've played Power 5 football at two different schools, I mean, I just... I think it'd be wild for a coach to recruit a guy in that position, even his position, right? He's not DJ Ugaldelely. He's not uh, what's the guy from Ohio State, Kyle McCord? Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, we're not talking about those guys. Cam Ward, I think, is the name of the guy that's transferring from Washington State. So, like, you know, it's one thing to assume you're going to be able to recruit those guys and not even bring up NIL but even Shuck who's probably going to be between 10 and 15 when it comes to the quarterback rankings in the portal at least that's what I assume he'll be at I mean I I just think you'd be a fool to pick up the phone and call a quarterback in the portal that again is in that situation and not assume you got to talk numbers now I know you're not necessarily supposed to do that but you've got, a, you've got a blanket statement about it, and tell you, you can tell them without telling them where you are. And, and Now, with that said, there's a lot of guys coming out that are in the portal now because of the promises that they were made that did not get delivered, like guys that are, are freshmen that never saw the money that they were believed to be getting through NIL or transfers that never saw it and now are trying to transfer again as grad transfers. So it's still such a vague world, the NIL world, in regards to the actual money that you get. But um, I mean, quarterback—that's that's the that's that's the ticket. That's the money that like you can't get into the negotiation, and the conversation, the recruitment, I guess I should say, without knowing that you got to play ball from a financial standpoint because that's what it is. There's no position in sports from NIL in college athletics that it's going to demand a higher price tag than a proven successful quarterback. So I'm sure there was there were clearly, there, but Jeff's not going to tell a guy, look, no matter what, if you come here, you're you're starting. I mean, I'm sure this young man, I mean, he's not really a young man, he's actually a grown-ass man, he's like 25 years old, but I mean, he's he's probably confident in his ability to start, and the fact that they're pursuing a guy says that they need a veteran, and they aren't necessarily just looking to hand it off to a young guy. So, I, I, I just, I find it highly unlikely that anybody, any coach would go about it saying, you don't have to compete, because what kind of message are you sending? So, I'm sure he's confident he's going to be the starter, and I'm sure Jeff is confident that he's going to be the starter, but Pierce Clarkson's going to have the opportunity to compete. And if he's better, he's better. So we'll see. But that is something that, you know, as we've talked about throughout the week here, it's the quarterback position has just changed. I don't I, I've still not heard anything that tells me that Pierce Clarkson's bothered by them going and getting a quarterback in the portal. And I've not heard anything about Pierce Clarkson internally that indicates that the staff doesn't think he's eventually going to be good enough to be the guy. It's just, you know, what I do think is going to be interesting to see is where do you where do you eventually make that call, right? Like Pierce wasn't even a backup this year. I don't even know if he was third string. I think mean, it actually went, it was weird, very weird, because they had a ton of quarterbacks, and obviously Jack was the guy. And I think if somebody got hurt, they'd probably put in Brock Doman or maybe Harrison Bailey. And then they had a certain package, clearly, for Evan Conley that worked at times. So uh, it was there was not a whole lot of clarity on where the depth chart actually lined up, one through, you know, first string through... Fifth string, or whatever. So, to answer your question, I don't think that he has a guarantee. And if Pierce gets reps in this game, because that's another question that I want to get to, but if Pierce gets reps in this game and looks good, like I'm not going to be the guy that says, okay, we don't need Chuck. I, I would love, I mean, sometimes if you don't have one guy, in fact, I actually, I actually believe that cliche in college football. And I think, John, you may agree too, because I think you guys just went through it in Indiana. The old saying of "Well, if you don't have, if you got two guys, you don't have one at quarterback because it's telling you if you're playing two guys, one of them's not good enough to lead your offense and be the guy." I firmly believe that. I I agree with you. I mean, it was a problem for Indiana for literally the entire first half of of the season. And I think there's a difference in having a specific guy that you put in in certain situations where you have certain packages for That's a different conversation. Evan Conley was never going to be sniffing the starting job, but there was something they really trusted him to do. Now, I want to be honest, I think they like Evan Conley. I don't want to act like they hate him and think he sucks, but let's just be real here. So if, in fact, you have competition before the season starts next year, I'm sure some will look at it as, well, this kid must be not that great from – Texas Tech. But there's also a scenario that it's because he's good, but you know what? Pierce is, is kind of coming into his own. He's, he's caught some rhythm. He's got a groove. So if there's a quarterback competition, only time will tell us if that was a good thing or bad thing. But competition's good for everybody. It's healthy for everybody in every walk of life, you know, because it means people are working on themselves and, and, and you know, trying to get better. Nobody gets lazy. Nobody gets complacent because you've got to be held accountable. And if you're not putting in the work, you're going to lose your job. So I don't know what they do, but the question that came in on the text line earlier, in fact, we had other people asking it earlier this week, was does Jeff Brom just give the reins to a young guy and say, hey, let's just see what happens because we know Jack Plummer is done. Therefore, why not just you know, give some meaningful reps here to somebody new and see what we have? That's not a crazy thing to throw out there. I don't think we see that, though. I have no problem saying this. I'm sure Jack Plummer is going to go through the process to potentially try to play professional football. Do I think he's got a long career as a pro? No. But am I going to knock him and mock him for at least pursuing it? Hell no. I mean, it's a kid's dream. Why not, right? And clearly he's got some confidence in himself or he wouldn't be the quarterback he was this year. In fact, that may be a sneaky, redeeming quality of Jack. It's that he usually never let the disasters completely consume him. He was able to kind of shake it off at times, And, you know, not turn it into being, you know, Joe Montana, but he would be able to bounce back and make a play despite making, you know, maybe a terrible decision two series prior. So this may be, and it it probably will be, the last chance for Jack Plummer to ever start a game at quarterback. Other than maybe like arena football or something. Or maybe, you know, he sniffs a practice squad, gets a chance to start in the preseason. Like, that could happen. And I think he knows that, so I feel like it would almost be cruel to just say, "Yeah, thanks, but uh, we're moving on now." Like he didn't, he did his part well enough for you to be in this position, and I think he deserves a chance to play. I mean, I know that may not be. I mean, to be honest with you. I, you know, selfishly, I would maybe say, yeah, we don't need to see anymore. Like, I would love to see what Pierce Clarkson looks like, but I just know that's not realistic and that's not what they're going to do. If Jack wants to play, which he wants to, they're going to let him play. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do understand why fans are looking at this as a potential chance to just see what you have with the former Elite 11 quarterback and Pierce Clarkson, who we haven't seen much of this year. So, Jack wants to be a coach, too, by the way. That's why he came to play for Jeff. Not only to play here, but he... Loves Jeff Brom as a coach and wants to be a coach. And I wouldn't be shocked if, if, Jack's, a, if Jack's a GA next year or something. Maybe not here, maybe elsewhere. So um, I get why that's a question. And I'm not here to tell you that they're going to go with Jack Plummer because he's a great quarterback. I just think, big picture, that wouldn't be – I don't actually, I, mean, I don't know. Some would say, well, if you're not already working towards next year, what are you doing? And I get it but I think it would be a bad look to not let him play. Like, to just say, "Yeah, uh, eh, we're going to go in a different direction. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, and I can't tell you for sure that it won't happen, but I just... There's a lot of respect there between Jack and, and Jeff, and I think, you know, what do I... I mean, I, I don't have any say-so in it, but I think we owe it to Jack Plummer to let him have this game, because, again, my, by me saying he earned it doesn't mean I'm telling you he was elite and that he was the reason we went 10-3, and but... You know he wasn't terrible. Like that's 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 what's really made it odd for me because he wasn't terrible. He was the other night, and that was a bad night to be terrible because it was the what fourth most watched ever ACC game ever championship game. So it was not a good night to kind of just have your worst night. But I, I, I'm I, we're spoiled at quarterback overall, top to bottom as a program we have been for ho- for my whole lifetime. But I also think there's a component of when you've got Jeff Brom, you just expect your quarterback play to be. The strength, and that clearly wasn't the case this year. So I think that's actually led to people picking on Jack more than maybe you typically would. But again, with all that said, I'm not telling you he's great. All right, we got to run. Quick break. We'll come back on the other side and wrap this thing up and get you out of here for the weekend. It's Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. So I just saw the uh, there's been a third arrest in the uh, Crystal Rogers. I mean, if you're being charged with with murder, I mean, it's just an odd situation overall. I mean, it's a crazy story and a tragic story overall. But they've never found a body, right? So therefore, like, it's just I don't know. Being able to charge somebody with murder without and I it's just unusual but anyways i this thing has been fascinating you know and it's sad to say but we are fascinated with this kind of stuff and i get why but you know at times it is just a weird thing because i'm so into true crime stuff i don't know if you are john but like i i can i love i mean true crime is one of the more popular genres of any content that's out there podcast yeah. television documentary whatever and the the types of shows and stuff out there, it's endless, and it's for good reason because people are consumed by it. But it also, at times, like here we are interested in giving attention to people who did awful things. But you know, that's just life, I guess. I think but, it's because we're cu- we're curious at humanity as human beings, yeah, and Why people do certain things, of course. But um, you know, the this is a third person that's been that's been charged, and uh, it just makes me think if he's you know being charged and being convicted different situation but like if you are somebody that you know was involved and you helped this you know you helped either murder this woman or after the fact you helped you know whatever they did with the body you just been hanging out in Barchtown living and like just i mean or did you think he got away with it did you you know know that at one point this day was coming this name the guy who was arrested uh, was uh, Steve Lawson and the other person, the first person, if you remember the first arrest they made was not her, her ex boyfriend husband, it was a random guy. And his last name is Lawson too, so I'm gonna assume they're related, but I don't know that for sure. And if that's the case, if one person went down and, you know, you you would probably I mean I would take I would have ran if it was me, just because you would think they were gonna eventually figure it out. But, you know, it's just it goes back to that thing I brought up and I'm sure nobody else thinks about this stuff, but I'm you know, I'm a weirdo. Maybe I'm a psycho, I don't know. But, like, if you're somebody that was involved in, like, the, you know, January 6th stuff. Oh, boy, here we go again. Like, it's just, it's just fascinating to me to, to to understand your mindset. I mean, you're never going to come out and say it now because then you may, you know, you're open up a, opening up a door to be federally charged and make national news. But are you nervous? Do you feel like you got away with it? Do you see anytime there's a report of somebody that they've identified that they've charged, do you think maybe, you know, I think – you wouldn't find out via the news, but, you know, you realize they're still looking. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad I've never been a criminal. I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But anyways, what I, what I can tell you guys uh, is that uh, if you want to lose weight and feel better about yourself, and maybe I should l- describe that a little bit differently. I mean, you can feel good about yourself regardless of what your weight is, but you know what I mean. Like, if you, you know, of, I mean, I think just being healthier physically gives you a mental boost it's not even just about, you know, you feeling good about yourself because you've lost weight. I mean, that matters, too, and that's a factor. It's a real thing. But I just think being healthy physically will make your mental health better, and it'll just be better for you all the way around. So if that's something you're interested in uh, and you've, you know, tried on your own end and you've just never been able to fully get the results that you want, well, let somebody help you. And, yes, it is an investment. This is this is a business. This is a service that, that these folks at the Weight Loss Centers of Louisville provide. But – don't look at it as a cost. I mean it is that, but it's also an investment in you. And there's nothing better you can invest in than yourself, especially to be happier, healthier, live a longer life, be there for your family, your kids, that kind of stuff. So it's the Weight Loss Centers of Louisville. Reach out to them. 502-735-0360. Any birthdays? Let's do one, Dwight Howard. Oh, Dwight Howard is uh thirty six. Close, thirty eight. Got it wrong. All right, we're out of time tomorrow, post game show. Louisville to Paul. Join me. Have a good weekend, everybody.